Welcome to Giants Spotlight. Today we will be talking about the Giants' nine-game win streak, which has come with some intense magic late in the games. We've also seen them sweep the Dodgers and the Cardinals and the Rockies, which has led to about nine straight away wins, which has been very good and helped the streak go on. And now they're at home playing the Padres, and they've locked them off in back-to-back nights. So let's talk about it, as well as the injuries that have seen the piled up for the Giants. All right, so we're going to talk about the Giants' win streak here that they've had going on for a bit now. Um, right now, they've reached nine games in a row, and they have been—they haven't slowed down since the Cardinals. They've, you know, they swept the Cardinals in a pretty dramatic fashion for the last game, and then went into a tough series against the Dodgers, which we know how the Dodgers have been. We know they have had a very struggling bullpen, where the ERA is one of the worst in the leagues combined. And it's kind of like reverse for the Giants, where it's one of the best in the league since around May. And so they go into the series, and we're losing the first game around 4-0, and ended up coming back to win it 7-5. And and towards the end of the game, had one of the most dramatic, weird, most interesting plays I've ever seen with a pop-up that Schmidt dropped, where Junis picked up and airmailed over to first, went over the backstop, And, you know, I'm like, oh, this is going to score some Dodgers. You know, this is going to score Mookie. They throw, and they get the – we get it back. Yastrzemski throws it in, and we kind of catch him in a rundown, and we get an out and prevent a run. It was a very weird play. I have not seen anything like that in my time watching baseball. But you know what? We'll take what we can get sometimes. But the next game, which is very interesting, is on Saturday, and played the Dodgers. We're in L.A. We're not at home. And we beat them 15-0. to It's – the worst the Dodgers have lost, like the biggest margin the Dodgers have lost in since 1898. Since the 1800s. Can you believe that? That's just insane to me to think about. And the Giants blew it open. They got five runs off of a, a young starter they have who's been pretty good. And then J.D. Davis comes in and first pitch he sees, you know, after coming off of the bench to pinch hit, he hits a grand slam. And we kind of just tack on the runs from there. But that felt so good. I mean, 15-0 to has never felt better against the Dodgers. And then, you know, in the last game, we went 7-3. Uh, towards the end there, had a little bit of a rough outing. It became bases loaded, and they scored a run. But we ended up closing out the game and winning 7-3. And in that game, Casey Schmidt, um, who I thought was going to be injured from this play, got hit. And around the same place Mitch Hanniger did when he was at bat. But the thing is, is... He got hit, and the trainers went to check him out. And the Dodgers fans started booing them for how long it was taking. And, you know, that's just classy classy Dodger fans. You know, stay classy. You know, that's how they are. And, of course, you end up with them booing and an almost injured player. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty rough to see, but that's just how they can be sometimes as fans. It's pretty tough to watch. Even though they're losing, they still find a way to do that. And anyways, the next game, though, they go back home, right, to play the Dod- or the Padres, excuse me, and they're losing for most of the game, and they end up winning the game 7-4 in a crazy splash hit hit by Ustremski, no doubt about it whatsoever, and it ended up being a very, very good game to watch. And now we're second in the NL West, and I'm pretty sure we're two and a half games behind the Diamondbacks, which is 
oh, man, this is going to be great. I mean, if you would have told me that the Giants were going to take second place like a while ago when we were in fourth place, I would have said, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. Look at how we are now and look at where we've come. Now, in this game, the game where they won 7-4, to four, they were losing. They were down for a while, actually. And it, you know, it ended up being 4-7 where they scored two runs in the ninth to tie it, to take it to extras. They go into the 10th and, you know, Duvall clutches up. He strikes out Machado on a really big at bat. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was an 11-pitch at bat that he struck him out on. And then what comes up is Ustrimski's up and they pitch him right inside down low and he ends up just hammering it into the water for a massive splash hit. And that was, oh my gosh, that was one of the best to see, especially in terms of walk-offs, you know. I mean, Yastrzemski had no doubt about it coming off. He walked, he literally walked it off because right after he hit it, he knew that that thing was out and that was just going to be gone. So he won the game for us there. But then the next night, last night, they went four to three in another walk-off fashion in a back-to-back. And pushing the, you know, pushing down the Padres, keeping them down fourth place in the NL West. I mean, they didn't have a run for a while. And they were losing around 3-1. Giants kind of came back later. And they around the seventh inning, they scored one. And then in the eighth inning, they scored one. In the ninth inning, they scored one, which kind of kept them in. And in that ninth inning, it was bases loaded, you know. And Jock Peterson is up at bat against a lefty Josh Hader. And Josh Hader one of the best closers in the game. And, you know, he struggled against the Giants, though. He's had a higher ERA against them and has given up some games. Uh, We can remember last year where we had a very, very dramatic comeback, which ended with three home runs, and Ustrimski with a grand slam to win that game. That was one of the best walk-off side scenes. And, I mean, in this game, though, Peterson, they don't have the matchup they're looking for. It's a left-on-left. You definitely don't want Peterson left-on-left against one of the best lefty closers in the game. And he comes up, right, and it's a 3-2, and he draws a walk to win the game to push in the tying run. I mean, it's just awesome to see. But earlier, he also had a home run that ended up tying the game, you know, forcing us to a later game. I mean, that's what kept us in. So I think with Peterson, he – He's been hot recently, and he you know he got a really good ball to hammer down, and then he took a good at bat and drew in a walk, which you know drew in the run to win the game. And it's just that's what we've seen from this Giants team is they they have not given up. They've been resilient. They've been able to push back even in the games where it feels like they're not even close to winning. You know they might be getting shut down, like in this game against the Padres where Peterson walks to basically get the win I mean you would not have thought that they were going to win with Seth Lugo pitching like he did he pitched he pitched really well he pitched five innings struck out he struck out five I mean he only gave up one run and only gave up three hits so it's not looking good for us Tatis had a good night that night he had two singles and a home run straight to dead center but you know what the Giants kind of pull through I mean that's kind of been the story as of recently, is the Giants, even though they're down, even though they might be losing initially, they end up scoring a lot of runs later in the game to come back. I mean, with these types of games, I'll be watching them, and I'm like, I don't have as much of a doubt that we're even going to come back in the first place. So it could be 3-1, and I'm like, we still have the potential to win the game, even though we're in the eighth inning. The Giants have been awesome to watch. They've just pushed it. It's like it's like the next guy the next guy. Peterson said last night, you know, everyone – 
is doing their part. It feels like someone new steps up every night. And in this night, I mean, you had all the rookies kind of go up. I mean, you had Matos, who drew a walk, a very big walk late in the game. And then you have Bailey, who singles to push it to first and second, right? So you have Bailey on first, you have Matos at second. And then you pinch hit Casey Schmidt for Brandon Crawford. And this is where it gets interesting because Casey Schmidt hasn't drawn a lot of walks. So you're kind of looking at him. You're like, okay, is he going to drive in the tying run? What is he going to do? You know, is he going to strike out? Is he going to chase? What's going to go on? He ended up drawing another walk. And that's his second in like the past two days. He's been drawing the walks as of recently. And he draws a walk and he goes to first. So now it's bases loaded. VR's up. VR ends up striking out. A sack fly. I was hoping for a sack fly. That could have uh, honestly won us the game. But then Peterson comes up, right? Now you have Josh Hader against Peterson. It's a tough at bat. Peterson stays in. And we end up winning the game off of a walk, which is just phenomenal. The Giants have been moving. They've been going at it. And it seems like even though there's a lot of injuries, and we're going to get to that actually in a second, talking about all the injuries that we have as of recently, even though it feels like there's a lot of injuries, there's a lot of problems, the Giants pull through anyways because of the depth in their lineup. And that's something that's really sustained this team compared to other teams. You know, the Dodgers tend to have a lot of injuries right now, and they have not been able to keep up as the Giants have. The Giants have a ton of injuries, and it feels like they're still the same team, and they're still working hard in this game. I mean, one happened recently that I was not expecting. Lamont Wade was set to start this game, actually, in the leadoff spot, and ended up they ended up scratching him from the lineup and changing up the lineup, and I'm forgetting who they subbed in for that, but I think they subbed in David VR at first. But that's another move that we need to talk about. So the injuries have like piled up for the Giants. It's not really an injury bug anymore. I've heard from others that it's more like an injury infestation. It doesn't stop. There's just a lot of injuries. So we're going to get to that list in a second, and we're going to talk about all the injuries just in one second. Thank you for listening to Giant Spotlight. We hope you continue to listen as we go through the injured list. All right, now, so now we're really going to get into the injured list of the Giants that I feel like has just grown and grown exponentially as we've kind of gone on through the weeks. I mean, I think the biggest one as of recently is Lamont Wade, you know. So last night, Lamont Wade was in the lineup. He was leading off, and he got scratched from the lineup with right side tightness. I'm not sure how long he's out for. It doesn't really say, but they put in David VR in his place. And Lamont Wade had kind of gotten taken out of that lineup which is very tough. That's a big piece to the Giants right now, and he's been a very just consistent player. He's put in some really good at-bats and able to draw on some walks from some crazy at-bats. So it's tough to lose him. But a bit another big thing is Scott Alexander. You know, one of our big bullpen pieces is placed on the 15-day IL, and Sean Jelly is called from Sacramento to kind of take that place and go into the bullpen. But Scott Alexander, he kind of, he kind of, you know, I think he came in to the last game against the Dodgers and I struggled a bit, I'm pretty sure. But they placed him on the injured list, and that's just another arm, you know, gone from the from our bullpen, from our, you know, from our pitching. And that's something we need. We know we need that, especially considering how little starting pitchers we have right now. The bullpen is one of the most important parts, but the way Zaidi has built the bullpen, it's been able to sustain with the long inning relievers, you know, with the guys who can pitch three, four, five innings, you know, in bulks. 
and still be able to sustain a bullpen game, which it looks like tonight we're also having a bullpen game. So it's kind of interesting that we're going to have another bullpen game. It feels like it's just bullpen game after bullpen game these days. But you kind of ask yourself, when are they going to call a Harrison? You know, when are they going to do that? When are they going to are they going to move Mania back into the starting rotation because of the gaps that we have in there? And that's just a question I'm not sure about. I really thought that Kyle Harrison would probably make his start tonight, but apparently it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It seems like he's still pitching down in AAA, which I was kind of curious about, but it looks like he's not coming up soon. So, I mean, maybe not soon. It just looks like he's not coming up now. I think that's the problem. I mean, I would like him to come up. But maybe there's something with the Giants. They've been trying to work on a slider down in the AAA area. They've been trying to work on the slider to try to get him probably to be a bit more effective. But he pitches in a really like a really hitter-friendly environment, and that can be tough, especially it could probably skew the numbers. But I'm, a, I'm sure Zaidi knows that. But anyways, Scott Alexander, you know, he's out. Ross Stripling is still out, and he's expected to return in this month, but I'm not sure. You know, he had a grade one strain and was placed on the 15-day IL, and I'm not sure when he's going to come back, but I think he threw his last bullpen session yesterday, so I'm not sure about that. But another big loss was Wilmer Flores on the infield. He had a left foot contusion, and he's expected to return, I think, later this month. This was kind of happened at Dodger Stadium where he fell off the top of his foot, but ended up homering anyways. I mean, that was a that was a big story for him, and that was impressive. That was kind of like a superhero moment for him, especially after having a you know you hit it off of your foot and you're kind of feeling it. He still was able to hit a home run and get some runs for the Giants, which was pretty big for him. Alex Cobb, this is probably a really big one. It's a left oblique strain, and he's going to return later June, early July. That's the expected to return, at least as it says on the injured list. And you know he landed on the IL with a strain and some tightness. And I think he threw a bullpen session on the 14th that kind of went well, but he's still needing to recover. And I think when he comes back, that's another big piece for this rotation because right now you have Wood, Descalfani, and Webb. When Cobb comes back, Cobb, who has been pitching very good, you know, maybe he struggled in his last few starts, but he's pitched very good for the Giants. And it'd be nice to see him come back and, you know, continue to do what he's done for us, which is put balls on the ground and strike out people. That's what he's been doing. He's been doing very good at all of that. Brevia has a lat strain, and the expected return is not known yet. Um, he had a lat strain, and, you know, he's usually the one who opens the bullpen games. He usually opens the bullpen games and starts us off on the right foot. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a big loss there, especially considering, you know, all the things he's done for the Giants. You know, Mitch Hanniger is expected to return way later in the season, especially with the right forearm fracture, which he's going to have to, you know, he underwent successful surgery to repair the fracture, but he's going to be out for quite a bit of time now. I mean, that's as to be expected. And that's mainly all of the injuries for right now as this team. But it's, as you notice, it's like a lot of pitchers and a lot of relievers, which is not what we've been needing right now. Um, you know, you have some, you have some, position player pieces that are injured or dealing with some injury. But most of what you see is the bullpen or the starting pitching. That's what you see as the problem as of right now. You know, that's where the depth is kind of lost off a bit. But with the bullpen, that's where the bullpen has really picked up. I mean, they have not given up a lot of runs in recent games, and they've been really able to hold down the line. 
as the starting pitching has not been there. And, you know, I could only assume that when the starting pitching is there and it's doing well, that this team is going to have a lot of success. You know, they're already having a lot of success with, with the nine wins. I mean, the nine straight wins for this team has shown that they have a resilience when it comes to the team. They have that always, you know, they're always just going to pass it on mentality. I mean, the rookies have been a big part of that. This team has become very energized and it looks, they look like they're having a ton of fun. And these rookies are really leading the way for that. And you also have people like Jeff Pearson, who are just such a big clubhouse presence for this team that has just been very fun to watch. But getting away from the injuries real quick, this was something interesting that I saw recently. And in 24, you know, in 2024, the Giants and the Cardinals are set to play at Rickwood Field in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, one of the this is one of the ballparks for one of the Negro leagues back in the day. This is where Willie Mays had played once, as it says on this article right here that I found. And well, this will be the hosting place for a Giants Cardinals game on June twentieth of twenty twenty four, which I think is, you know, this is that's awesome. This is going to be very fun to watch. I definitely know it's going to be sold out. You know, the the Cardinals and the Giants have rich history in their games of playing against each other and just in their franchises as well. But, you know, it's always you always know that you're going to get a good game when it's the Cardinals and the Giants. The Cardinals, they, they, they always seem to have some drama. I mean, whether it's whether it's a pitcher getting mad at a player or something like that, they always have some form of drama and it's always a good game to watch. So. I'm saying I'm gonna say I'm very excited for that game to go and play the Cardinals. You know, it's those are two teams that are really good and I think are really deserving of that kind of big game. And I think it's gonna be fun to watch. So that was kind of an interesting little piece of news that I kind of found out about recently. And I would say keep an eye open for that next year. That you're definitely gonna to want to watch that game. It's always interesting when the teams play each other. And, you know, Maybe we'll get a big primetime game like that against the Dodgers, but who knows? I mean, it seems like we hate the Cardinals a lot. <laughs> I mean, we always fight them in some kind of way for something. I mean, whether it's them or us, there's always something going on. But thank you for listening to Giants Spotlight. That's all we could get to today. There's a lot, and we can hope that the Giants can continue their win streak and continue playing as they've played recently in these upcoming games. So have a good day, and thank you for listening to Giant Spotlight wherever you get your podcasts.